All right. Gotta bring a screwdriver. Check, check. Check, check. This is the Being Church broadcast. Even though Andrew Litchie hates that name. <laughs> Tom, I'm Will. We are in prime form. We had an early morning meeting, and uh, it was great. We had some taco deli. It was all right. What? I don't know. I had some corn tortillas. I'm not a big fan of the corn. Well, you should have chosen something that wasn't a corn tortilla. There yeah, were options. Kind of, they're all wrapped in foil, though. And I feel like once you take it and unwrap it, you can't. Well, <laughs> no one likes the guy who puts them back. Well. That's your own pride Did speaking to Tom. I had to open all of them <laughs> so that I would know which ones were which because one of, I love Taco Deli. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, but they don't label the bags. I know, they and don't. it's extremely frustrating. You should write a letter. Oh well, maybe we, I will. We we buy a lot of tacos. We, they should listen to us. We we spend a significant amount of money at Taco Deli every week true. as a parish. I think that's true. Um, yeah. What did I have? I had the. The chorizo. The chorizo. It's good. It's good. The auto is the best. I think. Love the beans. I love the beans, dude. Are you not a fan? No, not in the morning. I don't know. It's because you're not a fan of the consequences later, are you? (laughs) I think it has something to do with the texture at the moment. And then sure, the consequences. Yes, we just made a fart joke. (laughs) Farts. It's more than farts. (laughs) Anyway. So, uh, we don't really have an agenda for this episode, but Will, I wanted to talk to you about being a seminarian. And you've been at St. Louis now for five months, six months? Yeah, so since September I've been working here. Um, but you knew my, you were coming here like last In March, and I lived here. Like a year ago. Yeah, or March or April, I can't remember which. And then um, I knew I'd be living at St. Louis Oh, I started living at St. Louis in May. Oh, okay. So you found out in March, you moved here in May, yeah. and you started working in September. September. Yeah, so the, the summer, during the summer, I was in uh, CPE at the hospital, so I wasn't really working at the parish. Gotcha. I was going to but Mass. Like and in the life of the parish, kind of. Yeah, I was in the life of the parish. Did people know you were going to be the seminarian? Yeah, I oh. mean, Father James always always would like introduce me as seminarian will, sure, and, right. uh, that kind of thing, so... Um, Okay, so yeah. you've been here for a while. So now there's a lot of places you could be assigned in Austin. And I'm relatively new to the diocese, so I don't really know what's good and what's not. But from what <laughs> I can understand, St. Louis is a pretty darn great parish. It's an amazing parish. And we've got a lot going on. Um, we do. But what, have, what are some of the, not difficulties, but like just what are the, some of the things that you've, that you've noticed since you've been here? Um, I kind of just want to talk about parish life today because I think it's, it's always good to reflect on, you know, what does it mean to be a part of a parish? What does it mean to mm. work at a parish, to live um, at a parish and be in a community? Um, so I just want to talk about, you know, one or two of the things that you've noticed since being here and what impact that has for all of us, I guess. Yeah. Um, I mean, almost from the, well, from the very beginning of the time that I was able to start spending time here. Mm-hmm. Uh, I noticed that there's just like this incredible community at St. Louis, yeah, yeah, which is not always the case um, in every parish that you go to. Mm-hmm. Uh, people legitimately like being here. I think 
Uh, I'm pretty sure they enjoy hanging out with one another. You see these groups um, that have formed uh, yeah. within the parish. Um, and, uh, you know, you see, I think it was in June, Father James had something at the rectory. And uh, there were about 40 people, all kind of like the adult and family ministry people yeah. who were there. Um, it was like right before you came, Tom. And uh, and it was it was really cool to see all those people and uh, meet them. And it was a bit overwhelming in a way because... Yeah, that's how I got introduced yeah, to people too. Well, you, you, you just meet like 50 people and you're like, uh... Uh, what are, what's your name again for the twelfth right. time? Um, so yeah, that's definitely something that I really love about St. Louis is this community that really welcomed me into into this place and really offered me the opportunity to practice charity and to receive right. uh, charity and to 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 love and to be loved. I think that that um, that's one of the most important things for me is mm-hmm. uh, is a parish is a place. Just not not dissimilar from a family, right? Where you learn to love and you learn to be loved. Yeah, um, and I'd have to yeah. I'd have to agree with you that like I think at every parish, I think at my home parish back in uh, the burbs of Chicago, like there's still there's like a every parish has a community. Right? Yeah, I mean by the fact that we gather, there's community, but every parish has like the tight knit group of quote unquote insiders. Sure, right? like people who are always there, people who give, people who you know are friends of the pastor. Every parish has that. Yeah, um, to some extent. But I think something that is unique about St. Louis, and you're right on the money here, is that I think people genuinely enjoy being here. Um, whether you know you're involved in the ministries here, yeah. or whether you're just coming on Sundays, I think people can sense that this is a warm place. Yeah, you know where they where they're welcomed and where where they're valued. And, th- and At least that, I hope that's what people think. Yeah, you know? yeah, and that doesn't mean we're perfect, right? No like way. you think no. of. Uh, I mean, there's certainly certainly folks, right, who who come to mass, and then that's about the extent of their exposure to the parish. And mm-hmm. um, you know, we're all in different points in our our faith journey. Um, we'd always want to invite people more into the the life of the parish in some way, because uh, we practice and we our faith together. We're strengthened together. We grow together uh, in a community. Um, but at the same time, like if you're coming to mass, right, like. Yeah. Thank you for coming to Mass. Um, how, yeah, how do we like... Sorry, I cut you off. No, this is great. How I, do we like, like engage those people who come to Mass only on Sunday? How do we invite them into the community? Or how do we... So when we were rolling out form this weekend, I'm getting off topic, but what? No, go. You don't care. Let's riff. Yeah, let's riff. Dude. Let's riff it off. Riff it, riff it up? Riff it up. Riff it up? Riff it up. I don't even know if that's a verb, Tom. It, it is now. <laughs> <laughs> um, so when we were rolling out form this weekend, I was standing in the back... Um, with our awesome Promethean board. Heck yeah. It was great. And, uh, you know, people leave yeah. during Mass. And, and it's not just after communion. There's people who leave, you know, after the homily or whatever. And, and I'm standing back there going, okay, I get it. Like, you know, and they're leaving for whatever reasons. Mm-hmm. They, yeah, whatever. Multitude of reasons. Maybe they're sick. Maybe they don't want to be there anymore. Whatever. But I'm standing there and I'm going like, what I have to talk about, like what I have to offer you, what we have to offer you as a parish, like the person who's leaving yeah. needs it more than the people sitting in there. Yeah. I, I maybe, mean, you know, right? like well, ideally, like, yeah, not to like force, force yes no, on but people, yeah. but, but you know what I mean? Like, like a message of freedom, of love, of, of newness of life. Like, 
people who are downhearted and who feel outcast and who, who mm. want to remove themselves from that situation, they need that message the most. Yeah. And so it's like from the, like, even if you spent two minutes in the narthex on any given Sunday, like how do we reach out to people and invite them into this parish? Well, I know a parishioner, one of the things that I think um, would radically change the face of, or would, would, would help with that, I guess is what I'm saying is, I know a parishioner who intentionally, every Sunday, she uh, she she's usually um, she usually sits in, in nearly the same spot, but as we all do because we're creatures of yeah, habit, dude, right? That's what we do. Uh, but she like will find she'll you know because you're looking around during mass. I don't know about y'all, but I'm often looking around during mass. <laughs> well, you go to eight of them, so you know you have an opportunity to come. <laughs> and. and uh, and she'll find someone she doesn't know. And then she'll stand in the narthex and wait for that person to come out. Oh, wow. And intentionally go and introduce herself. That's awesome. And, you know, it's just a little thing. Like, I don't know that how many friendships have actually developed out of that. Sure, yeah. But it's creating bonds uh, in the parish, right? And it's yeah. saying, I value that you were at Mass and... You know, you're my brother or sister in Christ, and so I want to get to know you um, yeah. in some small way. Uh, so I think that that's that would be that's like the perhaps Baseline. the easiest <laughs> and the hardest thing right, to do, right? Because exactly. it's exactly. really easy for you and me, Tom, to stand there with a Promethean board, sure, right? Like it's our job. It's our job. Like I I have no problem standing outside of mass and greeting people and saying hi and like. Uh, laughing at the little kids and sure, right. giving a hug yeah. to someone, and that's well, also just like, because like you're a face that people know. I'm a face that people know. Yeah, exactly. Right? And there's there's a there's a familiarity there, which is great, and I love it. It's a great gift to me. Um, but I think there's something uh, really beautiful about someone just in the in the assembly saying, reaching out to another person in the assembly, and yeah. and saying, "Hey, uh, who are you? You know, tell there's, me your story." There's this lady who is a catechist for RCIA with me, and she always talks about the first time she came to St. Louis. She wasn't Catholic. Uh, she was just checking out churches, and she walked in, and she's or before she walked in, she said, I'm not going to give this place another chance if I go in and no one says hi to me, if no one talks to me. Lord, like you know what I need in this moment, so I need community. You need to give it to me. And she said... She tells the story better than I can, obviously. It's her story. Uh, but she says that she walked in, and from the moment she stepped foot in the door, someone, not a hospitality minister, not an usher, said hello to her and introduced themselves to her and asked her if she wanted to sit with them. Oh, wow. And then after was like, hey, do you want to go get dinner? <laughs> and this this lady who is our catechist was like, in that moment, I knew that I belonged to this church. Wow. And I started RCA. Wow. Like, that's amazing. Right. Like, so of course it's not in everyone's temperament to like invite a random stranger out to dinner. Um, but I sure hope it is in everyone's temperament to just like smile and be genuine. With yeah, people, exactly. Know, like, hey, how's it going? Yeah. I've and never it, seen you here before. Yeah. I mean, it's an act of mercy, right? Like, um, I can't remember which one it is, but it's one of them. It's, it's like, uh, it really, um, you know, we've been doing this, like, uh, this, this video series with Robert Barron about the seven deadly sins yeah. and seven lively virtues. Uh, and one of them is um, this sloth or sloth, depends on how you want to say it. Um, but it's this uh, sorrow at spiritual good, right? And he says the antidote to that is zeal. Mm. And the way to practice zeal or the way to acquire the virtue of zeal, which yeah. is this 
uh, joy at spiritual good proportionate to the good that it is, um, is to, is to practice one of the ways is to practice the corporal and spiritual works of mercy. Right. So, um, you think about feeding the hungry, right. Mm-hmm. Or, or giving drink to the thirsty. Well, yeah, of course. And we do this at St. Louis. Um, we should literally be feeding and, and, and giving drink, you know, we do. But, to we people, do. Yeah. but there's even, there's even like a, um, necessity of like, well, yeah, that person's not going to starve, but, can I take him out to eat? You know, can that be a, yeah. or can that be, or, okay, that person needs a ride, you know, and I can offer them a ride or, um, all of those things exactly. can, can really open a pathway to friendship, which mm-hmm. will blossom hopefully into you helping them to enter into the community and to know Jesus more. Right. Um, cause it's all about, I mean, it's all about bringing people to Christ ultimately. Sure. Right. Um, so that's a, that would I mean, be what I would say. Maybe. Yeah, like after the 930 Mass, and again, this is after Mass, after the people who maybe need it most have left, in my opinion. Um, but like after the 930 Mass, it's just like, it's just social hour, right? People are just having fun. They're saying, hey, they're catching up after a week. Like, it's wonderful. Yeah. It's great. And I only say the 930 because that's, that's where I am. That's what I experience. I don't really know what it's like after 1130 or sure. the others. Um, it's similar. I'm yeah. sure it's similar. I would yeah. say that uh, 930 is probably the the most um the most it's the biggest mass that, yeah right, uh, right except for 130 i'd say yeah. 930 and 130 are probably like the like there's people just standing in the narthex for a while there totally right. uh but every you know in all the masses you see that to some extent at least. yeah yeah i don't know i just i think so when you're talking about community i think it's really it it's true we do it really well here yeah and um I mean, we could do so much better. You sure. know, we can yeah. really reach out to those people who feel like they're on the fringe. Right. Exactly. Yeah, and I think I think the school has a lot to do with that for sure. Um, that uh, there's a there's, you know, I was thinking about it the other day, and what a great gift to, um, to the students and the families in the school who are able to go to a Catholic school. And I, I went to public school all of my life until mm-hmm. I went to seminary. Mm-hmm. So I loved, and I, I had a great public school experience. Um, and it's not that this is not taking away from that experience. So, um, if you're a public schooler out there or, or something like that, don't, don't, um, think that I am disparaging that. Seminary will hates you. Yeah. But I do think that there, um, there's a great gift of those kids come to school every day and are literally 200 yards away from the nearest tabernacle, you know? Uh, and the, there's a, um, that they're familiar with this place. This place is like a second home. You know, it's like a second place where they feel comfortable. They feel, uh, that they're a part of a community. And I think it really does create that village, um, that's so needed Mm -hmm. for, for raising kids. But, I think that it's a lie to say that once you you're raised, <laughs> once you're an adult, yeah. like you're just this independent, uh, independent person. And, yeah. And yeah. it's like, no, 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 no. Everyone needs a village around them exactly. because, um, it's so funny. I, my car, I just bought a new car. Yes, you did. And, uh, from a buddy of mine and the, the driver's side window fell off the track. Actually the, the track broke oh, as okay. we found out. 
But um, I put it out on Facebook. Hey, anyone know how to fix this window? And one of our parishioners, uh, Adam. Oh, really? Yeah. He said, yeah, if you buy the part, uh, I'm willing to, to awesome. help you out. And um, went over to his house and on Monday night and we or Tuesday night and we knocked it out. Dude, that's awesome. And but what, we, what was really cool for me from like a, from this point of view is we were doing it. And there was like we were doing – like most of the stuff you could have done alone. Sure. But it was so much easier. Yeah. With two people. Yeah. So like – and so I I think for for single people like that – like something even as simple as that, right? Where a family invited me into their home to do something to help me Mm -hmm. and, um, you know, and and just generously gave their time uh, and – it made that possible, made it a little bit easier on another person. That's yeah, uh, that's awesome. And so, like, I think, that, but that happens. Like, that sure. happens all the time. Of here. course. Like, you think of, uh, I think of the the families who live close together, maybe, and they're like the older kids in the group are taking care of the younger kids so mm-hmm. that the the parents can all like go out and and uh, or come to my like catechist formation or come to events. catechist <laughs> formation yeah. or whatever, right? Yeah. It's all it's all a part of it. It all plays interesting, into it. like a village mentality. Yeah. But I, I kind of like that. And, but, and having yeah. the school here is such a big part of that. When I was looking for jobs, um, people would warn me like, oh, if you're going to look for a parish, try, try to go somewhere where there's not a school. And I was like, why? And like, oh, schools just suck resources and blah, blah, blah. And they're, you know, they're not always that great. And, mm-hmm. and so, you know, I was when I found out, I was like, oh, St. Louis is a school, but this is a really great parish. I'm just going to try it out. I disagree. Yeah. Granted, we do... We combine church and school really well here. I think the school is nothing but a a benefit. Yeah. And just an absolute chance for opportunity to um to spread the gospel in different ways. You know, mm-hmm. I think I think we do the the Catholic school thing really well here. And I agree with you. It's I I mean, until you had said it, I hadn't thought of it this way. But it's definitely a there's a village mentality. Sure. We are here to support one another. And that starts it's mirrored out of like, like what, what Adam mentioned. did for you. Well, yeah. it's obviously, but it's in a, in a different way, how it comes from the way this, the church supports the school. Yeah. Or, I mean, it, it man, um, that was a hard sentence to get it out. It comes from the way the church supports <laughs> the school, but it, I mean, and it overflows cause, um, it's not, uh, like it wasn't, it's not just the school families that, that benefit from that. And it's not just the school fit families that help, with that, right? Exactly. That family wasn't even a family that goes to the school that offered help. Yeah, right. you know, and so, um, uh, but it, there's just the, like this. Uh, yeah, we're gonna all we're all in this together, mm-hmm. you know, and um, and that doesn't mean that we do everything exactly the same, but it means that we help each other, yeah. and we yeah. we we help each other not because we are gonna benefit from it, um, but because that's what. Christ said to yeah. do, yeah. you know, like love one another as I've loved. Do you think it's hard for people to ask for help? Like you put that out on Facebook. It's like kind of, I mean, it's not vulnerable, but it's kind of vulnerable, right? Yeah. Like I need help. Yeah. Do you think we, um, do you think we need to value that, that need for help more? Like, do you think people are so into being individuals that, um, asking for help is like a sign of weakness? Yeah. And to bring it kind of full circle to, to seminary and to being a seminarian, um, that's something that I see, you know, first in myself 
and also in a lot of, I mean, it, to be honest, in some of my brother's seminarians, like a, asking for help is, is hard, tough, right? Because yeah. you want to, um, there's a lie that the kind of the, that's a maybe anyone who's in ministry, well, anyone who has a job, really, there's a lie that says, if I admit that I'm weak, I'm going to get nailed to the wall. Yeah. And thrown out of here. Yeah. You know? Um, 100%. And, uh, so I have to do it all myself. So I got to do this all myself. Or if I, yeah, it, yeah. And so there's that lie, or there's the lie of, I'm the best. And like, you know, my, my thoughts are, you know, the, the right thing to do. Like, I, I may have shared this on the podcast already, but one of the things I had to kind of struggle through, and I still do to some extent, is I got burned pretty bad, um, in high school with a, uh, an opportunity to, to be a leader in an organization that I really valued. Um, like I missed a meeting, but everyone at the meeting knew that I was hoping for this and, yeah. um, or that was my perception at least. Sure. Right. So I, I don't, I, I don't want to intend, um, ill will on these people. I, I have no idea what their intentions were, but, um, that was my perception. And so I said to myself, well, I just got to, I got to take care of everything, right. you know, like I, if I want something or if, if I think it's the right thing to do, I got to make it happen. Um, and so that led like into college when I was in college, like when we had group projects, you better believe I was the last pair of eyes on that group project. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, it got turned in. Cause I yeah. wasn't about to put my grade exactly in, in someone else's hands until I knew them really well. Sure. Now sure. towards the end of, senior year of college, I was with a group of guys that I knew really well and I started to trust them and, and learned how to say, okay, you got this and your way, it might not be exactly the way I want to do it, but it's, it's a good way to do it. Nevertheless. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. So, I mean, that willingness to ask for help, the vulnerability, the, that, that flows out of being a community. Yeah. Basically is what you're saying. Yeah. It takes, it takes establishing relationship. It really does. To, um, to make that happen. Yeah, because you can be like, um, how does Father James say it? Uh, like, you can be overly vulnerable uh, in a way that you're just like emoting all over people, right? Yes, and uh, and that's not that's not necessarily good, it's right? Not nice. I, well, it's not it, it's not good. It's not healthy to to just be all, you know, um, to just put your wear your heart completely on your sleeve. Yeah, but. There is a a sense of like you gotta let people in, and you gotta let people see. Okay, I'm I'm not perfect here. Mm-hmm. Um, it's funny because I was thinking about this last night. You know, just where's that line? You know, because you you people ask me like a hundred times a day, and I ask people a hundred times a day. Hey man, how's it going? Right. Hey man, how's it going? Right. How are you doing? And you know the the pat answer is well you know, or good I'm or good. whatever. I'm yeah. good. Yeah. It's going well. Um, and there's a question always in my heart of, am I, am I called to say something more or am I called, you know, it, should I, should I offer, if it's a joyful day, should I be more excited about it? Or if it's a, a tough day, should I just be like, yeah, it's not going so well. Yeah. Cause people don't really want to know when they ask that question. Sometimes yeah, sometimes just, they don't. Sometimes yeah. they do. Sometimes they're honest, they, exactly. but I've, I've done that. You know, if someone's like, how's it going? And it's a really good day. I'm like, it's an awesome day. They're like, good for you. 
Or if it's a really tough day, I'm like, you know, it's tough. And they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, whatever. Like, everyone's got problems. You know, like. (laughs) Which is the op, and that, like, keeps you from doing that. Right. And so then I go back to my, it's good. And how are you? Oh, good. You're good too. Cool. Everyone's good. Everyone's happy. Yeah. I just want to, I'm so uncomfortable with people's emotions (laughs) that I just want to make sure everyone's good. Yeah. If everyone's (laughs) good, I don't have to worry about it. But it's such a lie, you know? Like, yeah, because we're not always... Anyway, yes. No, I think that this is actually a really important point on community. Um, to be open and you, real with people. Yes. But to not to a point of, like, uh, being too open. <laughs> you got to be prudent, right? Like, yeah. And who's your audience? Who's the who's the people? But, I, you know, I, I found... Um, I, maybe it's... I think it's kind of in in the psyche of the American male, maybe I don't know if it, or maybe it's in the psyche of every American or just the modern man or whatever. But I, I I think as a culture, we're more tended, we, we tend more to say, no, I got to ruggedly individualize this and just like, I got to push through myself and not share. We, we don't tend to overshare most of the time. Uh, right. I, yeah. In fact, we tend to undershare and then put a mask on it, pretend like we're sharing somebody else. Yeah. That's what I see. I mean, yeah. social media is all over that, right? Like, yeah, exactly. Be a fake person. Sure. Yeah. Um, and, and I think it, there's, I mean, there's obviously a difference between who we are as ministers and who we are just as like people interacting with people on a day to day basis. You know, like if, if someone comes to our office and says like, Hey, I want to talk about this. Like, that's a different kind of vulnerability sure. than it is just like walking down the sidewalk on the way to the school. Um, because in, I'm sorry. That's keep, okay. Keep going. Okay. Father James just called me. Oh, was it a, it said, dial? give me a buzz. Let me call him back. Yeah. Call him back. I'm sorry. Okay. No, it's okay. You can say it. It's okay. I have an idea for how I'll edit this in. I'm sorry. We're getting a, uh, someone has generously donated all the labor and a lot of the parts to put in like a nice outdoor, uh, grill and awesome. stuff at the rectory. That's great. Yeah. It's going to be great for, uh, having people over. And yeah. Things like that'll that. be sweet. So, um, but we have to move the grill that's there into the garage right now and, that's where I normally park my car. So Father James just, he was just like, Hey, I'm just letting you know, we're going to put the grill in, in your spot. In your spot. You can park on the, you can park on the, on the street, right? That's so, funny. For a couple of days. Seminarians. Um, that's life. Get a shaft. Nah, it's not getting a shaft. I mean, it's life. And the other thing is, um, I might just be like, Hey, aren't we moving that to the back patio? <laughs> So can I, can I, can I offer to help you do that? Yeah, there you go. Fine there you James. go. That's funny. Uh, so anyway, um, when anyway. the pastor calls. No, dude, you, you answer. Gotta, you it's gotta, totally fine. Um, I have oh, a friend who man. says there's only two people. He works for the church. And he said, there's only two people who can interrupt in your meeting. My wife. <laughs> and in this order, my wife and uh, my pastor. pastor. It's, that's I would say accurate. I think that that's an accurate statement. <laughs> I think it's accurate. You know, yep, um, yep. your vocation and your job. Yeah, pretty much. So, um, that's funny. Anyway, anyway, well, we are like hitting our time mark here. Um, but is there anything else that you want to share? Like as a seminarian at St. Louis, anything you've seen that's been just like, 
great or terrible or eye-opening. <laughs> well, I mean, there's so much. Um, the variety of people that we serve. Hmm. Um, you know, I, I come from College Station, and I love College Station. I love it. I And I love my home parish, mm-hmm. um, St. Thomas Aquinas. Shout out there. Um, but we're pretty... I mean, there's some diversity in College Station, but not like this. Not, not like Austin. Yeah, yeah. Um, not, you know, we don't have any Spanish masses there at that parish. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we don't have, to a great extent, we don't have people wandering in off the streets because uh, we're on a highway. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, a major highway. And so um, people typically aren't just, I mean, if they're getting there, they're getting there by car. Um and uh, they're not just wandering in. Sure. Um, and so it, it's been a great challenge. And I mean great in the sense of like it's made me grow and it's been um, good and joyful and learning. Not always mm-hmm. joyful, but um, something that eventually brings joy to learn how to love all those different people. Um, to learn. Um, and I don't mean like. I mean, like, to learn how to love everyone from the pre-K kid. Right. Uh, which I think I've grown a lot in. Um, there's some natural talent there, but there's, like, I, I was over at, um, I gave ashes to all the, the little ones on Ash yeah, Wednesday. Yeah, I heard about that, yeah. And, um, you know, just to learn how to, like, convey the very simplest of truths to mm-hmm. them. You know, mm-hmm. okay, so we're going to receive ashes, and what's this mean? And, mm-hmm. you know, it means we got to repent. So what's repent mean? Mm-hmm. Well, it means turn around. So everyone stand up and turn around, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. uh, so that we're, you know, just really simple, sure. really simple things. Right. And, um, uh, to the, the guy who wanders in off the street and to be quite frank, is causing problems. Sure. You know, is caught is a headache. Yeah, you know, yeah. and I, I don't, I, I say it with, with love and respect no, for absolutely. that person, absolutely. but it does happen. And you're, 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 um, you're wondering, okay, how do I, as, as I think about being a priest, a priest is called to serve all those people and everyone in between, right? And the old people and the young people and the black people and the white people and the brown people. And I love when Father James gets on that. Yeah. He, he kind of has that. A, a, a way of saying that of, you know, it doesn't matter if you're this or that or whatever. Exactly. Um, and a priest is called to serve every one of those people. And it's a challenge sometimes. Uh, like it, it's an enlarging, it's a challenge to my heart, it, which causes my heart to be enlarged every time I have mm-hmm. to say, okay, this is not how I would like to be loved or this is not, what I would like to, to, this is not how I want to love. Right. Um, but this is the way that you're calling me to love Lord, yeah. you know, yeah. you know, and sometimes that looks like telling someone you got to leave. I'm yeah. sorry, man. Yeah. Like you can't, you're always welcome here, but you can't act like this or sometimes, but, and sometimes that means, um, literally getting on your knees in front of a kindergartner so that you can get eye to eye with them and say, listen to me, you know, like, there was there was a concert, there was a problem here. Right, can't act that way. You whatever. can't act that way, sure. right? But I still love you, and your your parents still love you, and God still loves you, mm-hmm. and there'll be a consequence. But you can always choose tomorrow. You know, yeah. Um, 
And I, I love that. I love it. I love the challenge of right. doing that. Right. Um, of learning how to love people. Um, and of like building that concrete virtue that, that, um, is pastoral charity. That's, I mean, that the, the seminary uses that word all the time, uh, pastoral charity. How is the, how is, how is this man an agent of pastoral charity or, or whatever is, you know, and you, like, good Lord, how many times do we have to talk about this? But I see it. I see why they, they, they kind of drive it home a little bit more. Yeah. Um, and it, I mean, it, you know, I, expanding this beyond just the perspective of a seminarian or one who's preparing for to be a priest or who is a priest, um, I think that every every Christian, right, is called to that same kind of um, expanding of their heart. Um, you know, I was talking with uh, I was talking with two parishioners last night, and um, one of them, she said, well, you know, I, one of the things that is amazing about uh, seminarians and priests to me, Will, is that Yell's willingness to just, um, to go and live with other priests, you know, wherever you're sent, right? Um, and because you don't have any choice, you know, when I married my husband, I, I got a choice. I chose to be, with, and, I, and I said, well, there's a sense, you're right, um, that, yeah, we get thrown into a, a rectory and you're like, uh, how do I fit in here? Mm-hmm. Um, but there's also a sense that it's really the same problem, right? In, in a way, like when she married her husband, he was a different person. And not a different person, but a different... People change, yeah. People sure. change. You know, and there's a there's a certain um, there's a certain difference there. And uh, I mean, there's a comfortability that you get with that one person, but there's also probably things that... Uh, to be completely honest, still annoy you about that person. Of course, yeah. You know, yeah, uh, yeah. and, um, you know, I have, the, there's this deacon at my home parish who who always does the marriage talks. And um, I think he always starts out with this story. I'm not 100% sure, but he says, uh, when I married my wife, I tried to continually change her perspective on toothpaste. You know, you got the toothpaste yeah. thing. Yeah. And she's a middle squeezer. Yep. And I'm an end squeezer. Yep. And, uh, you know, I just realized one day that it wasn't worth the fight, that I wasn't going to change this. <laughs> right, and um, But that was like a sticking point um, for a long time for them. And, uh, and you know, I, I think that, that that's what we're talking about. I mean, very small things make a yeah. huge difference. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, just hearing you talk about the way that you're, we're called to love people in, in a diversity, a, you know, a diverse group of people. I mean, when you talk about diversity, like, that's the church, right? Yeah. The church is Catholic. It's universal. It, it is for everybody. It's there for the taking for everybody. Um, and so it's a really cool, we are in a unique spot in the city, right, where we get yeah, the young and the old and the rich and the poor um, and the black and the white and the and the brown and the everyone else in between. Um, and so I think you're right that St. Louis is like, it's a unique place where that diversity plays out. And, um, you know, you reminded me that we need to pray for our seminarians, but also our priests, um, because, and the people who run our parishes, because, um, it's hard. Yeah. It's hard to be all things. Paul asks us to be all things to all people. 
Yeah. And we hear in the, in the, in the real world, you don't have to be all things to all people all the time. Yeah. You know, um, but here we kind of do because Christ is for all people. Yeah. And so we need to, like, even we need to pray for our brothers and sisters in ministry who are struggling. Um, because the virtue that, like, like you said, living out that concrete virtue of what does love look like? Yeah. Concrete virtue of love, participating in the love of the Trinity through a parish, like here, I don't know, like whatever, bringing love to bear in the world, yeah. it's hard. It is. And it's draining. Yeah. It's physically exhausting. Yeah. It looks like getting on the cross. Yeah. And sometimes <laughs> it means setting up for a class. Sometimes it means setting up for three classes in a row. Sometimes it means going to someone's house when they're dying. Sometimes it means yeah. giving ashes to a kindergarten. Well, yeah. And sometimes it, I mean, let's not be, let's not be all negative. <laughs> sometimes it means going to someone's house and having dinner with them. Absolutely. And, and just loving it. Or, Absolutely. Or, right. Um, sometimes it means, um, you know, I was walking back from the church yesterday through the playground and, uh, it just, it, it brings such joy to my heart. Um, it's a gift. Like th- God is giving me gifts through these kids when they're like, Hey, seminary and will. Oh, like, yeah. And yeah. it like, they're, they're joyous and they're, mm-hmm. they're playing four square and they want me to come play. Even if I can't come play, like they're just giving me a, a gift there. Yeah, and, absolutely. uh, and what's cool about it is it's a gift that I can receive that helps them be more the person that God is calling them to be. Yeah. Right. It's not, it's not like I'm taking something from them. They're, they're really becoming what God's calling them to be like to be affable, to be charitable, to be all of those things. And like how, how, uh, how beautiful is that, that I get to, participate in in that that we get to participate in that right you know um or you think of um did i tell this story about the confirmation kid uh last time okay so there was a confirmation kid at the this the last confirmation class that i taught and oh no you told me you didn't yeah ninth grade confirmation man (laughs) i'm gonna be honest it's sometimes really hard because you're up there and the one of the great things about our parish is diversity one of the hard things about our parish is diversity Mm -hmm. we have kids from like five different schools in that Mm -hmm. one class so they don't know each other they're not comfortable (laughs) with each other they're like what's going on here why am i here some of them go to mass every week some of them don't go to mass every week anyway at the end of class, we always say, like, if you have questions, come ask us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, please, Lord, just show me that something is happening here. You know, some some grace is happening. Um, and one of our kids came and asked a really great question after class mm-hmm. one time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know where I was going with that. But the, the point being, like, that's a gift, you know? Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. And I think it's, dude, we do pretty well if we're not coming in here with any idea of what we're going to talk about. <laughs> Uh, I mean, I think I think it goes to this whole coherent thing of what we've been saying that it starts with community. It starts with yeah. establishing a rapport. It's only since it's only because you've been here for a while. It's only because people yeah. trust you that they come to you, um, and it's because you love them. You know, not just you, but it's because we love people yeah. that they they should they should come to us and trust us. And Absolutely. this is how we this is how we bring God's love to bear in the world. Um, Anyway, those are just thoughts from viewpoints from a seminarian, I guess. <laughs> from a from a seminarian and a adult. What's your title again? I don't know. I got a lot. Director I, of adult formation. I work with adults. I talk about Jesus. <laughs> Tom Karani, Jesus well, talker. Jesus talker. I like it, Tom. I like it. 
Um, awesome. All right, man. Well, we're happy to have you, and uh, I'm praying for you. We should all pray for our seminarians and our priests and religious. And we should pray for people who work at the church too. Yes, I just do. want to point that out. Please like, <laughs> I, if you never, I mean. If you have this idea of a church as an idyllic uh, society where all it's the not. staff members perfectly work together and everything is absolutely perfect, it's, uh, it's just not true. It's just you know, true. <laughs> um, we have a great staff. That's not saying we have a bad staff. That's just the way it is, right? Yeah. Um, that uh, we're all broken people. And as Father James says, we're just trying to pull each other out of the mud. That's true. Well, hey, thanks for spending some time with us this week. Hope you found it uh, interesting. Why are you laughing? I don't know. Okay. You're just a joyful person. Uh, yeah. Because of my unnatural stopping. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. Exactly. Everyone knows the podcast has to end at some it point. It does. Uh, <laughs> we, yeah, I'm going to go work out here. and, and uh, You're going to go work out? Yeah. I, think. I had to pick up tacos this morning. Yeah. I'm going to go home for a little bit, I think, and come back because I'm going to be here late tonight. Yeah, you are. All right. Well, hey, this is the Bean Church Podcast. Thanks for listening. We love you. We're praying for you. And we'll see you next week. Go be church. (laughs) 